0: Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Shams in Abuja, Nigeria, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show we continue with our look at Juju or Muti or Charms in football. We hear from listeners with some fascinating stories about their own experiences and views from around Africa, and Solomon gives his analysis. And we speak to a traditional healer from Zimbabwe who deals with football teams on a regular basis.
1: It's not the kind of thing that's uh, talked about, but yes, Juju is there. I'm not naming names, but I'm saying this from experience. A lot of teams come to me.
0: Plus the latest on the title race in England and a milestone for Modu Barrow becoming the first Gambian to score in the English Premier League, while Ivory Coast Max Gradel also got his first Premier League.
2: Not only that, but they were quite honestly the two best players on the pitch. Barrow scored his first ever goal, he made the second goal and he could also have had a penalty. So that's coming
0: up later and we're spending a lot of time on the show today examining Juju. Now last week on the programme we looked at this common part of African football, the practice of using Juju or Muti, also known as fetishes or charms, to help a team or a player to do well. It usually involves going to see a medicine man in West Africa, usually known as a babalau or a marabou. In South Africa, a sangoma. Here in Zimbabwe, a nanga or traditional healer. Well, we had such a huge response on WhatsApp and on Facebook that we're going to go further in depth on this topic this week. Just to recap, here in Zimbabwe, we have so many stories of Premier League football clubs using juju to help them to win games. They might visit a traditional healer and be given some muti or medicine. They might sprinkle water in the opposition team's dressing room. They might even be told to bathe in a river at midnight. And Solomon gave similar stories from Nigeria and South Africa. And we have some revealing stories from listeners this week. But many say this is all psychological and that teams should focus more on training hard rather than trying to tap into supernatural powers. Last week, we heard from former Congo Brazzaville captain Oscar Ewolo, who refused to take part in a fetish ceremony before his first international match, as he said it compromised his faith as a follower of Jesus Christ. So we asked, are there superstitious beliefs in football in your country? Do you believe that it can help teams to win? And is it advisable to get involved in this area? We've got some really interesting accounts from listeners. We start with Sierra Leone and Rex Rose Cargbo says, as for my own view, there is juju in football and it can make you win games and perform well. Because uh, clearly in my country, I've seen it a lot with my own eyes. Sometimes they'll take a traditional medicine man with them to matches just to prevent them from conceding goals and to help them to score goals. And many times they do succeed, says Rex, Alfred Lightfoot-Taylor, also in Sierra Leone, says, I don't believe in such and I don't think it can influence football. Now, Alan M.J. Campbell says, It does exist in Sierra Leone, but I personally don't believe in it. My late father was a diehard football fan and his closest friend was James Strasser, the former Sierra Leone international and father of Sierra Leone international Rodney Strasser. He was playing for East End Lions, one of Sierra Leone's biggest clubs, and James was asked by the club to take part in a juju ceremony before a match, which was to take place on a Sunday. Well, he, being a Christian, joined the team's camping after church, so he refused to take part in the juju ceremony. Unfortunately for him, the Lions lost the match and the goal was scored from a mistake by James. So the club's executive and members put the blame on him and they say it was because he refused to take part in the juju ceremony. Because of that reason, he left the club and went to Ports Authority FC. It does exist, says Alan. Some people will tell you they're doing it to protect themselves, but most people, including me, don't believe in it. In Malawi, Biswek says, I don't believe in Juju, although it is used in football by many teams here in Malawi. In the Gambia, Alassane Drame says, Yes, there are superstitious beliefs in my country, but it's not advisable to be involved in it. Many of the young lads here lost their footballing careers because of the charms that have been used against them. Modu Sine in The Gambia says, I believe it does help teams, but I don't like it in football because I've seen our local teams doing it and it does work. But because of these charms, that's why I quit grassroots football. It really affects players in terms of their performance. If you are charmed and it works, and that game you'll be the flops of the match. It destroys careers and can even lead to death, says Modu. Raman Lee in The Gambia says, I have done it once in my life when our team went to a final. I didn't use it to score, but when I used it, we came with a lovely victory and I was the winning goal scorer. Our team was called Blue Star. Very interesting, Abdurrahman. Thanks uh, for that insight. And we have some comments uh, again from The Gambia on Juju in the popular Nawetan tournaments. Ugis Si says, This is habitual in our local football tournaments, commonly known as the Nawetan. Teams do their level best to see a local chief doctor to have jujus and some liquid known as safara. Some write the names of players on papers, tie them and burn them to make the players not able to perform. Africans believe in superstition is a habit for most local teams, but it doesn't help the beautiful game of football because it's about witchcraft. Superstition will not make you win games, but hard training and God's guidance will. Rahman Jallo says, especially in our Nawetan tournaments, the use of charms is very open. The worst thing is, others don't do it secretly. It's used openly and is very common in the Gambia. But I say it's a bad thing because they use it to destroy others. Well, so many people seem to have no doubt that some teams and players are taking part in the use of juju. Here's a Zimbabwean traditional healer called Lovemore Muparanti who spoke to Star FM Zimbabwe about how teams come and consult him. <laughs> It's not the kind of
1: thing that's uh, talked about, but yes, Juju is there. I'm not naming names, but I'm saying this from experience. A lot of teams come to me. Four teams came to me often, but I can't say much because they would deny it. Even if I was a player, I wouldn't admit that I use Juju. But it wouldn't be allowed for us to give Juju to two teams that are playing each other in an upcoming match. Our organization only allows you to deal with one team at a time. So it's not allowed, but somebody did it and their house was damaged by angry representatives of the two teams. So it's not allowed to deal with more than one team. If someone comes again, you
0: say, I've dealt with another team already. Well, that's Lovemore Muparadzi. He's a traditional healer here in Zimbabwe, uh, talking about uh, Juju, giving some insight there. Now, other comments that we've had. Many listeners have questioned why this belief in Juju fails to produce significant results. Uh, Sam in Malawi says, «Juju never helps teams anymore, otherwise all the cups covering the planet would have gone to Africa». Look at our standards of football. It's pathetic. We need to develop, says Sam. Alfred Mdimba, also in Malawi, says, uh, Yes, I don't believe that it helps on the pitch. What is needed is preparation and team spirit. Uh, Gemmo, who's a Cameroonian living in South Korea, says that superstitious belief is common in many African countries. And growing up, I know of local teams that would sleep in graveyards before a game so as to enhance their performance. Personally, I think it's foolish and such practices should be abolished, especially at the higher level of the game. European teams and other teams don't seem to practice such things, and yet they perform very well and even win tournaments. Winning has nothing to do with Juju, but hard work and better preparation is the key in sports. Uh, Thanks for your views there, Gemo. From the Gambia, Modu Lamine Marong says, Juju can't make any team win a game. Only physical and mental fitness can work for you, I believe. Uh, From the Gambia also, Malik Gai says, For me, I don't believe in Juju because if that was true, then India and Africa should be the champions of the world any time the World Cup is played. Uh, King Jatta, also in the Gambia, says if Juju or Muti or Charms do work in football, then an African team would have won the World Cup by now. And Amalai Oyake, who's a football agent for African players with the Concord Sports Agency in the USA, says in Africa superstitions exist. And surprisingly to some, they're also common in Europe, with coaches and players having rituals. Uh, Raymond Domenech, the former France coach, relied on astrology for his team selection, which was a famous example. But in Africa, these stories abound on the use of juju, and very often how such attempts backfire. It has a psychologically adverse effect on the practitioner and also those who fear it. I advise my players to avoid it in all cases." So, Solomon, good point there, isn't it? Uh, with all this juju, you might have thought that Africa would have won the World Cup by now. I totally
3: agree, uh, Steve. Uh, the use of juju in Africa is very rampant. Uh, we've been using uh, juju in Africa, you know, right from time immemorial. Africa is not the only continent that believes and uses juju uh, uh, but we we have other continents that do that we have south america you know there's quite a bit of uh, use of juju there because of the also again the African culture, the African traditional beliefs that was uh, exported, you know, from the days of slavery from Africa, you know, by slaves to South America, in Brazil, uh, to countries like Costa Rica, even in Central America, uh, Haiti, uh, Jamaica, Venezuela. We have quite a lot of it, you know, in belief of Juju. We have a bit of it also in uh, Asia, you know, like uh, one of the listeners' comments said, you know, in India where there's quite a lot of uh, belief believe in in juju and also believe in so many different gods uh in a in a country that is very hindu that has over three million gods uh, you know uh, they should have won the world cup by now and they should have had a, a better league but why why don't they have that right now in, in europe there is not so much belief of, in juju but it's so much belief in the spiritual so you have a lot of spiritualists uh from astrolog astrologers to to people who can predict the future or who can actually tell you what to do before a game. But in Africa, it's always been part of our culture. Uh, that is uh, juju. It has been part of our culture even before the arrival of the uh, religion, the different religions that we have, uh, Christianity and Islam, before the arrival of Christianity and where we've seen a whole lot change in people embracing who God is and Jesus. Uh, you know, we've always believed in juju. We've always believed that we have to go to uh Traditional healer, traditional doctor, when we have a problem, uh, we always believe that we need to have something to put somewhere. We always believe that, you know, we need to get something for us to eat. We need to sacrifice an animal. Uh, We need to do stuff in the night, in the middle of the night. We need to sacrifice a black goat. You know very strange uh items that we do and different times that we do it we've always believed in it uh so it's part of our culture and it's also part of our own uh, traditional beliefs uh you know across the Africa you know if you go to ghana there's so much belief in that and if you go to guinea bissau uh If you go to South Africa, if you go up to Kenya, Uganda, there's so much belief in that. So all of that, the way that we believe and what we believe in in our society and how much we hold, uh, you know, the use of juju now, uh, you know, uh, invaded football uh, because football is about winning and losing and uh, we believe strongly that for us uh, to win not just in football but in life we have to consult you know a traditional healer a traditional belief and get some juju uh, you know and and, and and use it you know you get people going for an interview for a job and they uh, they go to a traditional doctor for them to be given something for them to be told what to do uh, when you see people uh, going into business you know they do the same thing we even have people who uh, have uh, you know problems with uh, with their wives or their husbands or they want to get married to a certain man or a certain woman and they go to get a juju and they put a bit of that in the person's food and and all sort of uh, you know practices that we have so it is really a part of our culture and in football we've seen a lot of it we've seen situations even on tv live on tv where you see a, a goalkeeper going into a football Game and he carries a piece of item and he puts it by his goal by his goal post and you know that definitely that is something that was given to him by a traditional doctor by a traditional healer just so it will help him to stuff uh, to stop the opposition from getting goals. We get strikers getting stuff and putting in their in their socks in their boots. Uh, you know we get teams uh, going to do rituals. Uh, you know uh, before a game a night before a game. And one thing about it, Steve also is sometimes we have a whole team that believes in juju so they go together to do a certain ritual or to consult uh, a certain traditional doctor and sometimes they are forced to do that by the owner of the team because they want to win a certain cup final, they want to win a certain game because it's important for them but on the flip side we also have teams that really don't believe uh, in juju. Not every team in Africa believes in juju. I feel the influence of Christianity has has helped uh, teams and individuals and team owners uh, to believe in God and to prepare better, to expect that they would win, to do their best, instead of really consulting a traditional healer. But for me, uh, like Sam from Malawi mentioned, if juju really works, you know, an African team should have won the World Cup by now. If juju really works, then that team in Malawi or that team in Kenya, you know, or that team in Cameroon should have won the league, uh, you know, ten times in a row because of the way they they use juju and so much believe in it. So, so is is that definitely part of our culture but is that the way to win games is that the way to really become better i feel preparation uh, getting the right players getting the right coach getting the right attitude is the way to go
0: well stay with us uh, solomon this is planet sport football africa brought to you by passion for sport And today we're continuing to look at the use of juju, or mooty, or charms in football. Last week uh, we looked at this and uh, we asked on Facebook and WhatsApp, do you think that it's there? Uh, Does it work? Is it advisable to use? Or should teams just train harder? And because we had such an overwhelming response from listeners, we're continuing with this topic today and really analysing and breaking down this subject. So one big question is, does Juju work? Yes or no? Well, from the Gambia, people saying no, it doesn't work include Amadou Dumbaya. He says, I don't believe in Juju because only African countries are using it. But if you look at European teams, they're doing well without Juju. In Africa, most of the teams depend on Juju, but at the end, they win nothing. Sylvester says, I personally do not believe in it, as I ask my God, for he is the only creator of my life. Some people, though, think it does work. Mamadou Ba, also in the Gambia, says, We have Juju in our football, and it's good for me because our development is poor, and the West, they have better development than us. Our only option is Juju. Yusuf Asila says, yes, of course, it can make the team win, although to me it's not good in football. African players destroy each other because of this nonsense called juju. For me, I believe in football fitness and training hard. Sambu Jang says, first of all, I'm a marathon athlete. And I used to play football before, but uh, what I hated in my career was using such cowardliness in sport. In general, I do believe it can help teams or individuals to win trophies. But if you're a religious person, it is not good and can never be good at all because it is magic and it is forbidden. Uh, Now, Solomon, that's an interesting point there. Uh, If juju is, as Sambujang says, associated with magic, uh, where exactly are these powers coming from that uh, people are calling upon uh, in the use of juju? Well, uh, Steve, the thing is, you know, there's always going to be,
3: you know, a right and a wrong, a good and a bad, you know, a good and evil. And I strongly believe that any powers that is used to... Uh, humiliate another person any power that is used to cause uh, an opponent you know to uh, be lazy uh, to affect them psychologically uh, i feel is not the right way to go i feel this is uh, evil power i feel this is not a power that, is, that comes into play with another power just so the playing field will be level, just so you could all do that. You know, uh, Does it work? Does Juju work? Does uh, Mooty or charm work? It works, Steve. It works for those who believe. It works for those who hold on it and embrace it. But the question is, how does it work? Does it give you the edge every time? This is something that at the end of the day destroys uh, whoever uses it or it destroys the opponent that you're playing against. So you are having a, a force, you are having an influence to destroy the opponent, not just in football matters. We've had situations where, you know, a player gets an injury and he never gets to play football again. He retires prematurely or his form is affected uh, because he was playing against a team that was using juju, or one of the players was, was using juju, that is a reality. It's a spiritual reality. It's a reality uh, that is is true in Africa. But at the end of the day, why would I want to destroy a friend? Because football is a team sport, and it's a game between two friends that decide to come together. It's not about that a friend and, and, and an enemy. Your opponent is not your enemy, but you go into a game trying to destroy them, trying to make sure that you get them an upper edge, trying to make sure that you, you, you get the upper hand in that game. And what we see is sometimes, even if players know that the juju doesn't work and sometimes the juju doesn't work for them they still believe that is going to work. So psychologically and mentally, it gives them an edge over the other players, and they go in there and play well and they win. You know, for me, it is just a question of uh, you know uh, this magic. You go to uh, traditional healers who uh, feel they will get you the best results uh, and you use certain charms and certain juju items that you feel is going to get you the best result. The question is, why don't you? Why don't teams and individuals? individuals always get the right result if they're using juju it just shows that there is another power that is stronger than the power of juju and that is definitely the power of god if it works maybe it works for the people that 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 uses it or the teams that uses it but at the same time you know uh, i don't think it works efficiently
0: so you're saying that uh, the powers that people are calling upon in the use of juju are evil powers
3: I would want to see it as, a, as evil power. Uh, if we go into the spiritual realm of things, there is the evil power and there is the power of good. So it's always going to be a fight between good and evil. And what evil does normally is to destroy.
0: Now, on last week's show, I spoke to George Candiero, the president of Zimbabwe's National Association of Traditional Healers. He gave me his views on this. Here's just a, a very quick recap.
1: What it is, some of it unfortunately falls into witchcraft really because what they'll be looking at is the downfall of the other team whereby maybe they think they can now confuse the other team to better their chances of winning the game. So I would really link it to that.
0: So juju seen as a negative force there. Uh, from Ghana, Hower says there are superstitious beliefs indeed, but then it's advisable to allow everyone to worship God in their own way. Hence, if anyone believes in the use of Juju, he should use it for good, that is only to make him win, and not for bad, that is to harm his opponent. Let the best man win, says Hower. And uh, one final comment, As Saikuba Sise in the Gambia says, In my own country, the practice is is everywhere. It seems footballers now have a stronger belief in juju than divine providence. Trust in God, that is just merely academic talk for most people who take football as a hobby. Even presidents are using charms and fetishes, you name it, to turn things in their favor. It's all to do with position. The problem of the whole world is position. But many people are lost, completely lost. We are not uh, vying on godly issues, but on issues that will get us a better position. The use of juju is sad, ungodly, and uncivilized, says Saikuba. Whether it can help or cannot help, I do not believe in it. Therefore, it should not be used in any field of sports. Thanks for that to Saikuba and to everyone who got in touch with us. And apologies if we didn't get to read your message. We just had too many of them. But to Solomon, just to give us your final thoughts on this huge, huge issue of juju in football. Steve, I strongly believe that the
3: use of Juju has really affected our African communities, uh, you know, be it in football or outside of football. The use of Juju has, has really uh, stalled our development. The use of Juju has affected the way that we progress as a community. The use of Juju has brought evil into our community. We use Juju because we see the other person as an enemy. We see the opposition, the, the other team as an enemy, instead of seeing them as a friend because that's what football is all about. We use Juju to one win at all costs we will use juju because we want to win the election we want to get uh, you know the wife that we want to we want to get that girl we want to get th- that uh, contract we we want to be able to get that job anytime we begin to seek for another power that is outside the power of God the one true God for us to progress in society the way best way for Africa to really grow our football is to begin to see how we can use the God-given talent that we have God has given Africa so many good players so many great uh, football players uh, some of the best in the world are from africa but we keep depending on juju or now we want to be able to say look let's depend on our talent and let's trust one god let's trust the one true god let his will be done and that is the way i feel african football and african community as a whole would keep developing
0: well, thanks very much, Solomon. And you can comment on this on WhatsApp and Facebook if you still want to have your say. Uh, WhatsApp number plus 447955232780. That's plus 447955232780. Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. If you'd like to add your views on Juju. Well, now let's uh, look at what's been happening in England because our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Uh, Stuart, some exciting action in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last weekend and several African players having a big impact for their teams.
2: Uh, Crystal Palace beat Reading 2-0 and their team was laced with Africans. Adebayo from Togo, Papaswari from Senegal, Bakary Sakho Mali, and the DRC player, Yannick Balassi. Now, he actually won the penalty, which gave Palace their first goal, but has come in for a bit of criticism that he may have died. Now, Watford pulled off the shock of the round, beating Arsenal at the Emirates. And the two Watford goals were scored by Africans. Inevitably, Odin Ugalo from Nigeria got the opening goal. And then the second goal was an absolute stunner by Arden Gwidiurha, the Algerian, and it was timed at 73 miles an hour, an absolute bullet straight in. Well, some disappointed
0: Arsenal fans, of course, the Gunners also out of the Champions League and their Premier League title hopes looking rather slim at the moment. Mohamed Kamara says Arsenal is not a winning team or a leading one. I'm tired of manager Arsene Wenger. Let him go and rest. M. Cham in the Gambia says if I was Mesut Ozil, then I wouldn't play for Arsenal next season because he's too big for the team. As a fan, I've surrendered hope of Arsenal winning the Premier League this season. And Ozil has a contract with Arsenal for another two and a half years actually and the club is keen to extend the existing deal. Now Stuart, a few Premier League games too last weekend and
2: Bournemouth beat Swansea 3-2 in a cracker. The great thing about this was that we saw the first ever Premier League goals for Max Gradell from Ivory Coast for Bournemouth and Mudo Barrow for Swansea, uh, the Gambian. Now, not only that, but they were quite honestly the two best players on the pitch. Barrow scored his first ever goal. He made the second goal and he could also have had a penalty. Max Gradell, remember, signed for Bournemouth at the beginning of the season, had a horrendous injury in his first month and has been out since August. Just come back to the last two or three games. And he had a great game as well. And I mean, his manager actually paid tribute to him saying, you know, he's had a horrible injury. His attitude has been brilliant and I'm so pleased to see him succeeding. On
0: Facebook, Moses Mane in the Gambia says, We are glad to see Barrow scoring. We hope he gets more and we're proud of you, Madhu Barrow. Suleiman Sonko, also in the Gambia, says, Congratulations to Barrow. What an achievement. And on WhatsApp, Lee Sise says, We're so excited to see him becoming the first Gambian to score in the English Premier League. So Leicester, five points clear at the top of the Premier League with that 1-0 win over Newcastle on Monday. Uh, that uh, first game for new Newcastle manager Rafa Benitez, who's been tasked with getting them out of the relegation zone. Benitez, former manager of Liverpool, Aston Villa and Real Madrid.
2: Uh, so Stuart, do you think he can save Newcastle? Well, I'm tempted to say that Sam Allardyce, Kevin Keegan, Joe Kinnear, Chris Hughton, Alan Pardew. John Carver and Steve McLaren couldn't, because it's amazing to say that in the last nine seasons, Newcastle have had eight managers. I think it's too late. I think it's not just the players on the pitch. The whole club needs a shake-up. So I think Newcastle, for me, are one of the favourites to go down. But remember what we said previously, the three favourites to go down alongside Aston Villa, who seem to be gone, are Norwich, Newcastle and Sunderland. And they have to play each other. So there are nine points at stake in those games. And, you know, whoever can pick up points there may save themselves.
0: Well, we'll just have to see. Thanks a lot, Stuart. That's it for this week's edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. You can follow us on Twitter at planet sport fa. Our website is planet com. And from me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening, and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.